Sermon 15 Noah, a faithful servant of God Genesis chapter 6 verses 13 to 22 And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. It's width 50 cubits and it's height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark and you shall finish it to a cubit from above and set the door of the ark in its side. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. And behold, I myself am bringing flood waters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female, of the birds after their kind, of animals after their kind, and of every creeping thing of the earth after its kind. Two of every kind shall come to you to keep them alive. And you shall take for yourself of all food that is eaten, and you shall gather it to yourself, and it shall be food for you and for them. Thus Noah did, according to all that God had commanded him, so he did. Someone comes to my mind when it rains. He is one of our ancestors of faith, Noah. Noah knew that God would bring down the deluge during his days. And by making an ark in preparation for that disaster, he saved himself and his family members. People at the time of Noah were extremely violent. And at that time, wickedness was great in the earth. At that time, the spiritual state of people was a mess because the sons of God were taken in by the beauty of the daughters of men and took them as their wives. Thus, God decided to pass judgment on that world. Yet, God had clothed Noah and his family with the grace of salvation. God told Noah to build an ark that would save him and his family from the judgment of God. God was going to judge the sins of the world, and thus he said, As I command you, build an ark. Build the ark with gopher wood. Make rooms inside and cover it inside and outside with pitch. The ark Noah built was a great ship shaped like a wooden box, calculating one cubit as approximately 50 centimeters. The length of Noah's ark was 300 cubits, that is 100 meters, 500 feet, and its width was 25 meters, 83 feet and its height was 30 cubits, 15 meters or 50 feet. 
Can you imagine the size of the ark? The length of a football field, that is, the length of its touch line is about 100 to 110 meters. So you can estimate how large the ark was which Noah made. The ark made by Noah spiritually represents our salvation from sins. Gopher wood has the characteristic of growing straight upward. Thus, this gopher wood reveals the spiritual meaning that God will save us by the eternal truth, that is, the word of God. When a ship is built with wood, no matter how well it may have been made, it will still have some gaps. And so, God told Noah to cover the inside and the outside of the ark with pitch. Pitch is a bonding agent, and Noah had covered the ark inside and out with the adhesive. If he hadn't covered the ark with pitch, water might have seeped into the ark. During the days of Noah, rain came down for 40 days, causing flood. And because the ark would just aimlessly drift, the ark was in danger of clashing as it floated around. If the ark were to hit an obstruction and get broken, water would leak into the ark, causing it to sink. So in order to prevent that, God had told Noah to cover its inside and outside with pitch. That God had told Noah to cover the inside and outside of the ark with pitch shows us of his purpose. How to achieve our spiritual salvation. We mustn't try to receive the cleansing of only those sins that we commit with our exterior acts. Rather, we must receive the cleansing of sins, including those that exist inside our hearts. To do so, we must believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit and clean all our sins inside and outside. We have to receive the thorough cleansing of sins that we commit not only with our acts, but also with our hearts. Only then can we profess, I have received salvation from all my sins before God. All our sins inside and outside must be cleansed within the faith of believing in the fact that Jesus had carried all our sins to the cross by receiving the baptism from John the Baptist at the Jordan River. Only then will we be able to receive the remission of all sins inside and outside our hearts by faith. The salvation by which the Lord has saved us from worldly sins must be completely perfected inside and outside our hearts. Our Lord has blotted out all our sins forever and once and for all by the gospel of the water and the spirit. In the book of Genesis chapter 6 verse 16, it is said, You shall make a window for the ark and you shall finish it to a cubit from above and set the door of the ark in its side. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. God instructed Noah to make just one window on the ship and place it at the highest place near the top. If God hadn't instructed Noah to build a ventilating hole, that is, the window, 
all the animals inside would have suffocated to death. Also the fact that God had told Noah to make the ark in three stories represent the truth that God the Holy Trinity have completed our salvation. It means that God the Father had made the plan for our salvation. God the Son, Jesus, has blotted out all our sins by completing the gospel of the water and the Spirit. And God the Holy Spirit is bearing witness to the fact that the work done by God the Father and God the Son is upright. Also, God did not tell Noah to make a helm. It was because God himself would be steering the ark. The only ship in the world without a helm was Noah's ark, and God had personally taken the captain's position of that ship. Without a helm, the ark would not have been able to respond at all when it was faced with danger. But I believe that God had personally protected those on board by having become the ship's captain. Noah's work was to have humankind receive salvation by saving them from the judgment of God. That was why Noah built the ark according to God's command and told the people of the world, which were then filled with wickedness about the judgment of God and to come inside the ark. However, they did not believe Noah's words, but all living things guided by Noah were able to preserve their lives by coming inside the ark. If Noah hadn't built the ark then, how could all so many living things have been able to receive salvation? Because of the great flood, the previous world disappeared and a new world, that is, this current world, came to be. God had personally put all the works into motion and through the family of Noah, he had opened up a new world. That is, through Noah's eight family members, humanity continued to descend into the world after the deluge. Black, white, and yellow race have all come down from the descendants of Noah. Children of Noah who had obeyed the word of God by faith were a family blessed by God. Noah and his family, who had shared in the will of God by believing in the word of God, received blessings from God. But the curse of God came down on those who resisted and went against the word that God had commanded. To the people at that time, Noah delivered the word of God, saying, if you want to receive salvation provided by God, you must come inside the ark. Noah had built the ark for all people according to the way God had told him to. And also he had delivered to all people the message that everyone had to be in the ark to receive salvation. However, people who came inside the ark were only the eight family members of Noah, and all the rest of the people suffered death, for they had rejected the word of salvation. So God had no choice but to judge their sins. It was because wickedness was great in the hearts of all people back then, and because they were extremely corrupt, However, Noah had found grace in the sight of God. At that time, Noah was the true servant of God, a preacher. 
Neither Noah's family members nor all the animals died, but instead they all lived. At the time, Noah delivered the word of God to all people, saying, God will soon judge this world with water. However, many people refused the word of God delivered to them by Noah, and in the end, they were all destroyed. If people back then had listened to the counsel of Noah with their hearts, they would have been saved from destruction and they would have received God's blessing. Noah begged them saying, soon there will be a great flood. So come into the ark for I have prepared all things inside, including food to eat. But People of the world at the time refuted Noah's admonition and did not believe it, saying, The world is perfectly fine like this, so what are you talking about? Just as Noah had built an ark during the last of the days of the first world, we must spread the gospel of the water and the spirit to people all over the world during these last days of this world. We who believe in the righteousness of God must spread the gospel of the water and the spirit to all the people throughout the world. Like Noah, we believe in the word of God. And like Noah, we are God's workers who must be doing the work of saving all people from sins. The current era is like the gloomy days of Noah. At the time, the righteous people had been captivated by the beauty of the daughters of men and taken them as their wives. And like those days, even now, Christianity, having fallen into a worldly religion, is leading the spirits of so many people into sin and destruction. Today, among today's Christians, the number of those who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit is just a small minority. What is worse, the saints who believe in and spread the gospel of the water and the spirit receive hatred even from the Christian sinners who haven't been born again. However, People who are poor in spirit before God accept the gospel of the water and the spirit with joy and send us letters of gratitude. For there still are many people like that in need of salvation. We are spreading this gospel even diligently by faith. We are the servants of God, spreading the good news of salvation to people, just like Noah. We are the last runners in the relay race of the faith. The predecessors of faith who had spread the gospel of the water and the spirit ran the tracks of the gospel preaching ahead of us, and they have now passed the baton to us, the last runners. When we take that baton of the gospel and run the last lap, the world will come to an end. Just as Noah was the last runner of the gospel race during the days of Noah, in this days and age, we are the last runners who are spreading the gospel of the water and the spirit. Currently, the worldly Christianity is completely corrupt. And so all Christians are afar from the righteousness of God. Now, these are people whose heart and mind have been corrupted because of not knowing the gospel of the water and the spirit. Yet, the righteous gather together and offer spiritual worship to God thanks to the gospel of the water and the spirit. Now, by having faith in the righteousness of God, we the righteous are now spreading on this earth 
the righteousness of God. We must spread the gospel of the water and the spirit throughout this world so that the will of God may be achieved shortly. Because God approves our faith, people seeking the truth approve the fact that the gospel that we preach is the truth. We are like Noah, who had lived a life of a gospel preacher during the last days of the first world. It means that we are the last runners among the preachers of the gospel of the water and the spirit. On the screen gate of the tabernacle, the gospel of the water and the spirit is revealed. Now we must spread the gospel of the water, the blood, and the spirit. That is the gospel of the blue, purple, and scarlet thread in this day and age to all the people in the world so that they can pass the gate of the tabernacle and enter the holy place. Of course, when the time comes when we can't possibly spread the gospel of the water and the spirit, we won't be able to spread the gospel. But until that time, we must gather up our strength and spread this gospel. For we can still preach the gospel just like Noah, we must deliver the will of God as long as we possibly can. During the days of Noah, many people did not believe in the word of God. But Noah continued to build the ark for 100 years. When people saw Noah building an ark on the mountain, they must have said Noah was a crazy man. They must have made sarcastic remarks saying that if Noah had worked a job, he could have made so much money. And if Noah had studied for 100 years, he could have learned so much. However, Noah followed the word of God and built the ark for 100 years. But can you imagine how ridiculed he was and how much he had heard people saying he was crazy all the while he was building the ark that God had commanded him to make? People these days can say the same thing for us who believe and preach the gospel of the water and the spirit. They cynically say, does the salvation from sins become possible only by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit? Must we believe in the blue, purple, and scarlet thread to be saved? However, the Bible says that the gospel of the water and the spirit is the only true gospel. That is why we believe in this genuine gospel and also preach it to others. Among Christians, no matter how great the faith of a person is, and even if that person has become virtuous, if that person does not believe in the God-given gospel truth of the water and the spirit by heart, all his sins will remain intact in that person's heart. We who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit are those who go on living until the end of the world, bearing witness to Jesus Christ, who has come by the blue, purple, and scarlet thread. We must realize the fact that we are the preachers of the gospel of the water and the spirit in this last of the days. Therefore, whether or not people believe it, we are spreading the secret of the true gospel hidden inside the blue, purple, and scarlet thread, just like Noah. God has made us spiritual leaders like Noah. In this last days, there are many people who are better than us in many aspects, but God uses us, the believers of the gospel of the water and the spirit, as the servants of his righteousness. 
in this day and age, whoever listens to God's word and enters the ark can preserve his or her life and live in the new world. Yet, even now, most of them are refusing to come inside God's church. Among those many people, God chose and made us who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit, the preachers of God making the ark. Do you believe that God has made us preachers of the gospel of God just like Noah? I give thanks before God for having us stand as his preachers. Also, I am thankful to God for allowing us to come and live inside the ark. In this day and age, there are many non-believers because he has chosen us. I give many thanks to him. Before the days of Noah, there were many believers of God. But by the time of Noah, as the sons of God saw beauty in the daughters of men and took whom they liked as their wives, spiritual corruption covered the world. It was like the righteous people who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit in this day and age, recognizing those who believe in false gospels as God's children. If a righteous person were to approve the statement that goes, people can receive salvation just by having faith in the blood of the cross alone without the gospel of the water and the spirit. That person would be committing the sin of spiritual adultery. God does not work with people who do not believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit. Also, God does not work with people who have spitted out the faith of believing in the righteousness of God. Even during the days of Noah, among all people, God chose Noah who had kept the true faith. And Noah, in return, obeyed the will of God. We can see from today's scripture passage that Noah was truly a man of faith who believed in the word of God. The fact that Noah had built the ark for 100 years shows that he was a man of true faith. Noah truly was a possessor of the faith of believing in the word of God. If Noah hadn't believed in the word of God, he wouldn't have been able to build the ark for five years, not to mention 50 years. It must have been difficult enough for Noah and his family members to erect columns and make rooms with gopher wood. They had to find and cover its inside and outside with pitch they made. Yet, how more difficult it must have been to make it in the midst of ridicule from the neighborhood people saying that they are crazy. They probably had the desire to quit the task numerous times. Therefore, Noah, who had built the ark according to the faith of believing in the word of God without any complaining for 100 years is truly a man of faith. Someone comes to my mind whenever it rains. Someone comes to my mind whenever it rains. His name is Noah. Let us recall Noah as we go on living in these last days. People uphold Noah emotionally. But as for us, we revere him for his faith in the word of God. Noah was a man whose faith was truly great. During the last of the days of the first world, he was the servant of God who had truly kept the faith of believing in the word of God. 
Servants of God are those who believe and spread God's word of the truth. We are also spreading the gospel of the water and the spirit, which is the gospel of God. But if there are people who urge us to spread other gospels, then those people are not God's servants. Even if they continue to urge us to do so, we will still be spreading the gospel of the water and the spirit. Preachers of the gospel must know how to be patient and endure everything. Servants of God continue preaching the gospel whether or not the listeners of the gospel word mock them. It is because God will avenge on them personally. We must spread the gospel of the water and the spirit to the ends of the earth. And also, we must not change our faith until the day the Lord will come. Noah was approved for his faith by God. But at the time, many people's faith was becoming corrupt. At the time, the sons of God were entering into a pathway toward destruction by having been mesmerized by the beauty of the daughters of men and having taken them as their wives. That was why God has carried out his work only through Noah. In this day and age, God works through us who have faith like Noah and have been born again by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. It isn't the case that we have something to boast. Rather, even if someone were to ridicule us, we must build an ark of faith by covering our hearts with the pitch of the faith that believes in the gospel of the water and the spirit. We must believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit as it is written in the Bible and spread it to all people. The righteous who have received the remission of sins by having faith in Jesus must spread the gospel of the water and the spirit so that people can acquire everlasting life. Even if people were to call us names and say that we are disgusting, for us to have faith and keep the gospel of the water and the spirit is what that is precious. When Pastor Young Wall Lee passed away, I was truly sorrowful. I told his family not to cry during his funeral, yet I was the one who cried first. Whenever I had asked Pastor Lee for things that are necessary to the spreading of the gospel, he never refused, not even once. I had made requests to the pastor with faith in God. I do believe that he is with the Lord ahead of us. Pastor Lee had given up himself unsparingly for the righteousness of God, just like Noah. He was a servant of the Lord, and I believe that all the fellow workers serving the gospel of the water and the spirit, along with me, are also the workers of the Lord. There was a time when I had believed that there must be people other than us somewhere in the world who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit, that is, those who are of the same faith as that of ours. And we found a group of Christians who were professing, we have become the righteous by having faith in Jesus. And I wondered if they were of the same faith as that of ours, but they weren't. They were teaching the precept that whoever believes in the blood of the cross is simply without sin. They spoke so full of grace that it was enough to hypnotize people into thinking that their hearts were really without sin. But what was certain was the fact that they did not preach the gospel of the water and the spirit. I was hoping that they would preach the gospel of the water and the spirit at least once during their sermons, but they did not do so. 
They were just saying that so long as people believe in Jesus, who had shed his blood on the cross, they will receive salvation. I was thinking that it would be nice if they were to just spread the gospel of the water and the spirit, even if they should slander me, who believes and spread this genuine gospel. But they did not preach the gospel of the truth to the last. Just as the sons of God were intoxicated by the beauty of the daughters of men, they had thrown away the gospel of the water and the spirit, despite having heard it before. If we properly spread the gospel of the water and the spirit to people, many will receive salvation from sins. However, this current world is so evil that even if people seek God, it is difficult for them to attend this church of the truth. And even if they were able to receive salvation in some way, it is difficult for them to grow spiritually. Wasn't it painstaking for you to come inside this gospel of the water and the spirit by faith? And wasn't it also very painstaking for you to grow? Even so, we cannot change the gospel truth in order to open up the doors to our church wide. If we were to deteriorate the truth of the gospel and preach, even if you only believe in the blood of the cross of Jesus, you will receive salvation from sin. No longer would anyone be able to receive salvation. If that should happen, you will become so very pitiful people. In this day and age, one cannot receive a perfect remission of sin even if the person were to attend churches of the world. And thus, how pitiful is that? It is because even if one were to say to people, if you believe only in the blood of the cross, you will simply be without sin. The fact remains that sins do not truly disappear from those people's hearts. If we believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit and clearly preach that genuine gospel to numerous people according to what God has told us, many people will receive the remission of sins. But if we were to not preach the gospel of the water and the spirit in this day and age, no single person will ever be able to receive the remission of sins. We had clearly preached the gospel of the water and the spirit to Christians of this world saying, sins of this world no longer exist because Jesus had come to this earth and received the baptism from John the Baptist. Yet there are so many people preaching. If you believe in the sacred blood of Jesus, you are simply without sin. And the fact is that their faith is a worthless faith. When I see such faith, it is very heartbreaking. They say they are doing the work of God, but what good is there for the gospel if they are only preaching the blood of the cross? If you say that you are without sin simply by having faith in Jesus, is it true that you are without sin. You must have inside your heart the evidence that your sins have actually eradicated through the word of God. That is, by truly believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. There also mustn't be sin inside your heart. However, sins will never go away if you believe that sins go away just by the blood of the cross and not the gospel of the water and the spirit. Thus, almost all the Christians today have a useless faith. For the fact that God had blotted out all the sins of this world by the gospel of the water and the spirit is the truth. Whoever believes in this truth has no sin thanks to the power of the gospel. No matter how well people believe in Jesus, if they do not believe in the gospel truth 
of the water and the spirit, they cannot receive the remission of sins in their heart. The gospel of the water and the spirit is none other than the gospel of the blue, purple, and scarlet thread appearing on the screen gate of the tabernacle of the Old Testament. This gospel was fulfilled in the New Testament in the following way. Jesus was born onto this earth, and by receiving the baptism from John the Baptist, he took on all our sins once and for all, by which he blotted out all the sins of this world. This gospel has been hidden in the Bible so that only the truth seekers would find it by God's grace. Therefore, if we do not spread this gospel of truth, of the water and the spirit to all people, not a single person living in this world will be able to receive the remission of sins. Except God, I do not fear anyone. To those who oppose me, I suggest, let us discuss with the Bible whether or not the gospel we preach is right. We have received salvation from sin and the judgment because Jesus has taken on all our sins by having received the baptism and shed the blood as our Savior on our behalf, bearing all our sins. Jesus has delivered us from the judgment by the gospel of the water and the spirit. That is why spreading of the gospel of the water, the blood, and the spirit is essential. Jesus is the king of kings and the creator, but he became a man, took on all the sins of the humankind, and bore the judgment of their sins on their behalf. He thus saved all the sinners of the world. This precisely is the gospel of the water and the spirit that the Bible talks about. God himself has saved us by coming to this earth and taking on all the sins through his baptism. He thus made us sinless as white as snow and let us enter the glorious golden house, the kingdom of heaven. This is the genuine gospel. The Lord took away all our sins by being baptized at the Jordan River by John the Baptist, bore all those sins to the cross, and paid off all the wages of sins by bearing judgment. The Apostle John said, that Jesus has saved us neither just by water nor just by blood. Jesus came by the water, the blood, and the Holy Spirit to save us. And it is said that these three agree as one. 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 to 8. The work that God had done to save us from the sins of the world is fulfilled by the gospel of the water and the spirit. These three constitute a single gospel, that is, the gospel of the water and the spirit. Our Lord has fulfilled all righteousness and saved us justly by being born onto this earth and taking on the sins through John the Baptist the representative of all humankind. It is said that his name is called Wonderful, Counselor, and Mighty God. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. He has saved us so justly. The Lord has saved us from sins by the water and the blood. But is there something suspicious about it? because the Lord has justly saved those of us who were sinners. We have come to receive salvation without any flaw. Just as the sacrificial lamb of the Old Testament had taken on sins by having received 
the laying on of hands in the New Testament. Jesus had received the baptism from John the Baptist in order to justly take on all our sins. He has borne all our sins justly and has blotted out all those sins. And by being justly crucified, he has vicariously received the judgment for sins. Thus, he has saved us justly from the judgment, the devil, and the power of darkness. By believing in that, we have come to receive salvation. I have no shame whatsoever. We must understand how Christianity over all the world has deteriorated. People who do not know the history are stupid. Through history, we must know the process of spiritual degeneration so that we may not fall into such fallacy. Even if one is a born-again person, if that person were to follow the values of the world, the person would become a vanguard of spiritual degeneration. Even if a born-again preacher does not preach the gospel of the water and the spirit, it is possible to gather people well as much as he or she desires. It is not that I don't know how to gather people, but rather I am spreading the gospel of the water and the spirit so that people can receive the remission of sins by delivering the real truth to them. I could also become a renowned preacher, revered by many people without persecution if I were to preach the gospel by leaving out the secret of faith hidden in the gospel of the water and the spirit. This is akin to the deterioration of the tabernacle system when its screen gate was woven only of purple and scarlet thread leaving out the blue thread. Yet, preaching the truth by having deteriorated, it leaves a great liability to the gospel preacher. Most Christians confess that they received salvation only by the power of Jesus' blood of the cross. Their faith is just a faith of vain effort, that cannot give them salvation. For the Holy Spirit is not in their hearts. They do not know that their faith is wrong. If we do not have the firm truth of the gospel of the water and the spirit, we cannot but be deceived by ourselves. If I had preached the gospel of only the blood of the cross, omitting the baptism that Jesus had received from John the Baptist, I would have become a spiritual swindler. Christians who are not born again are easily deceived, even when their false prophets tell them outrageous lies, because they do not know the genuine gospel. That is to say, they don't even realize that they have become slaves of sin. Satan and his servants try to turn people into their slaves by making all of them be imprisoned in sin. When a servant of Satan tries to rule over people with their weaknesses and sins, people just won't be able to budge. In this world, there are many preachers who do not deliver the Lord-given gospel of the water and the spirit. They are evil beings and spiritual swindlers who profess something which is not the word of God to be the gospel so as to turn people into the servants of their own desires. For they are not servants of God, but a servant of man, and for they spread false gospels People who listen to those imperfect gospels from them are always sinners, no matter how strong a faith 
they may have. No matter how much they believe in Jesus, they have sins. And thus, there are many people complaining that it is difficult to have faith, however hard they try to believe in Jesus well. Such people, for they do not know the gospel of the water and the spirit, cannot but blindly obey the deceivers. However, as for those who know the gospel of the truth, such blind obedience cannot be expected of them. People who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit have the Holy Spirit in their hearts. And so how can blind obedience be expected of them? For the Holy Spirit is inside their heart. Unconditional belief can never be expected of them. People who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit follow their leader only if they are led according to the truth of God. But if one were to lead them not according to the truth, they will simply neither follow nor unite with that leader. We who are born again can never commit spiritual swindling. However, those who minister without having faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit are all spiritual swindlers. Satan the devil tells us not to spread just the gospel of the water and the spirit. What Satan hates the most is the spreading of the gospel of the water and the spirit. That is, the gospel woven of blue, purple, and scarlet thread, as well as the white fine linen. Today, I read a sermon book, but no matter how eloquent it may be, because it had left out Jesus' baptism, it was of no value whatsoever. It is said, thus Noah did, according to all that God commanded him, so he did. Genesis chapter 6, verse 22. Isn't Noah such a faithful servant of God? Noah did everything according to all that God commanded him to do. As for you also, if you are truly the people of God, you must obey him in accordance with his word. Our flesh may be lacking, but we must do all things by faith. That is to say, we must do so in order to have the gospel of the Lord bloom on this earth.